0: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zubi. My name is Zubi. if you're brand new to this show. show's all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So on today's episode, we are continuing our Ikoria set review with all the blue cards. So just a reminder, um, this review is lean more towards limited, standard, and commander. More limited than anything, but also we do talk slightly a little bit about standard and commander as cards come up should they be useful in those kind of formats. So, before we begin, uh, let's get some announcements out of the way. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. Uh, if you want to help support the show, you can support the show on patreon.com slash And if you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Magic with Zuby, on Facebook, no, not Facebook anymore, uh, Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby, and you can email me with any questions you may have at mtgzubi at gmail.com. So, and let's also play two other ads real quick and get on with the set review of the blue cards. Well, hey there, Zoe. Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any Magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on Magic Singles and Magic Sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! And that is how you beat the latest standard meta with Abzan. Ugh, it feels like there's no magic content out there for someone like me. Someone who doesn't want to be competitive. Someone who is... Who is... an army? Yeah, exactly! A normie! Well, have I got the show for you, the all-new Magic for Normies show. Hi, I'm Pixie. And I'm Zuby. Together, we host the all-new Magic Magic for for Normies! Normies. It is the Magic the Gathering show for all your normie needs. We don't care what deck got into the top 8 or what deck is winning. We care about having fun playing magic. That's right, Pixie. You can watch us on Pixie's Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash PixieKittenPlays and catch the VOD on our YouTube channel, Pixie Kitten Plays. If audio is your thing, you can find episodes on the Magic with Zubi RSS feed. To-do-to-do-to. Magic for normies. Alright, starting off with the first blue card is Agus Turtle. For one blue, it's a turtle creature. It's a 0-5, and that's it up (laughs) so for our first blue card this isn't very impressive and i mean for with that white enchantment that allows you to assign toughness when you're swinging as combat damage you know that's pretty useful but other than that uh not gonna be a very high pick this is gonna be like one of those stick cards that no one wants to pick uh, next up, we've got Anticipate. For one and a blue, it's an instant. Anticipate, I always like when you show up in a set. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand, and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So, a kind of fixed brainstorm. And it's always very handy to have to help you dig through your deck. It's Why wouldn't you want a card like this if you're going blue and draft or sealed? Next up, we've got archipelagor 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 i I don't know how you say it it is a five double blue leviathan creature it's a seven seven but you can mutate it for five and a blue so one less whenever this creature mutates tap up to x target creatures where x is the number of times this creature is mutated those creatures don't untap during their controller's next untap step So a 7-7 for 7 is not bad, but and then you can mutate it for 6. That's pretty dang good. It's a pretty big body. Unfortunately, it doesn't have any kind of reach or anything like that. But, you know, with mutate being as weird and wild as it is, you could probably give this flying or give it a flying counter, something like that. And with the mutate ability where you get to tap creatures down, that's pretty powerful as well, too, because that matters a lot in something like Limited. So... Could be an early to mid pick if you're doing this in draft. Next up, we've got Avian Oddity for three and a blue. It's a bird creature that's a two four with flying, and has a cycling of two and a blue. When you cycle Avian Oddity, put a flying counter on target creature you control. So another cycling card that a cycling on a creature that does something when you cycle it, and being able to put a flying counter on something is Pretty handy. What was I just saying about Archipelagor? You know, put put a flying counter on that. Dang, you got a 7-7 flyer. That is pretty strong. Next up, we've got Boon of the Wishgiver for four double blue. It's a sorcery. You can draw four cards, or you can cycle it for one. It's, you, you know, most of the times I would think if you're going to go cycling in limited, you're probably just going to use this for a cycle card but hey maybe it's late game in the in the game and you know you want to be able to just draw your deck some more and get to draw four cards that's pretty good right not bad next up we've got capture sphere for three in a blue it's an enchantment aura has flash you enchant creature when this enters battlefield, tap Enchanted Creature. Enchanted Creature doesn't untap dur- during its controller's untap step. So we've seen a lot of similar blue auras like this before in previous sets. And in limited, with enchantment removal always being pretty tough, this is always so good to have. Being able to draft multiples of these, and I've been played against multiples of these before, it's very annoying and it's super good. So, if you're able to draft multiples of these or put these multiple of these in a sealed pool, they're always good. Always good to have. Next up, we've got Convolute. For two in a blue, it's an instant. Counter target spell unless its controller pays four. So, a more expensive mana leak and a more expensive quench, essentially. Uh, kind of almost better than... Well, I mean, no. I mean, if I'm going to have a straight-up counter spell, I'd rather have something like Cancel. Right. Um, But for two and a blue, it's a little bit less cost restrictive than something like Cancel. But, you know, in in a format like Limited, it's not too bad to have because most of the time, players are not going to have four extra mana to pay for something, especially if they're going to try to cast something big. Next up, we've got Crustacean. It's a three and a blue crab, it's a 1 6 with Flash. I mean, and super late pick, but once again, if you get that white enchantment where it has the the um the the assigned combat damage with toughness, then it's not too bad, not too bad. But eh, I mean, it's a it's a good mutate card or good mutate target, I should say. Uh, next up, we've got Dreamtail Heron for 4 and a blue. It's an elemental bird creature. It's a 3-4. So, 3-4 for 5 with flying. Not too bad. Whenever this creature mutates, draw a card. Okay, I like that. So, 4 mana, you can mutate this. It's 3 and a blue to mutate it. And I like drawing cards. So, let's say I have Crustacean out. Flash that in. The next turn, I want to mutate Crustacean to have flying. And then I get to draw a card. Hey, I like that. I like it a lot. Next up, we've got Escape Protocol. For one and a blue, it's an enchantment. Whenever you cycle a card, you may pay one. When you do, exile target artifact or creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. Um, You know, it's I, I guess this is a way to protect your creatures, especially if you're doing a more heavy cycling theme in Limited. Otherwise, it's okay. Um, it, It'd be... I don't know. I wouldn't put too many of these. Well, it is an enchantment, so uh, I, I'm not that hap- I'm not that thrilled about a card like this. Be sort of a mid to late pick, to be honest. Uh, next up, we've got Essence Scatter. Good old Essence Essence Scatter is back for one and a blue instant counter-target creature spell. In a format, regardless, since Ikoria is so heavily creature themed. I mean, all sets are creature themed, right? Um, but but I digress. But a- anytime something like essence scatter is in a limited set, or or just in a set in general, I mean, in limited, this becomes premium counterspell because it's very high chance that v- most decks are gonna have a lot of creatures. It's I I I think it'd be rare for. You to come across a deck where there's barely any creatures to counter, so yeah, something like this is pretty good, you know, early to mid pick for sure. Next up, we've got Facet Reader for one and a blue, it's a human wizard creature, it's a one two. You can pay one and tap this, draw a card, then discard a card. So, our rummaging, our blue rummaging goblin essentially, but you have to pay to draw the card. So, I mean. Not the greatest, and good little blocker, you know, good little way to be able to go through your deck as well, too. You know, pick it if you need it. And our next card that is a returning all-star, in my opinion, Frostlinks. Tuna Blue Elemental Cat Creature. It's a 2-2. When this enters the battlefield, tap target creature and opponent controls. That creature doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Frostlinks, I like you. I really like you a lot. You are... You've won me quite a few limited games because it is so handy to have a creature card like you. It's pretty good. I mean, it's basically the same effect that Archipelagor does, but... I mean Frostlinks, it's been reprinted a bunch of times, and it's always it's always a handy card to have. Next up, we've got Frost Veil Ambush for three double blue instant. Tap up to target two tap up to two target creatures. Those creatures don't untap during their controller's next untap step, and you can cycle this for one. So you're going cycle theme, this is a good card to have in cycling, or you may need to hang back and maybe tap some creatures, and then on your next turn you can try to swing and win. Otherwise, any any way you look at it, it's a win-win because cycling's good, and, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if you had to discard this card. Next up, we've got Glimmer Bell. For one and a blue, it's an elemental jellyfish. It's a 1-3 with flying. You could pay one and a blue to untap Glimmer Bell. And for a 1-3 flyer for two, that's not too bad. And, you know, this is a good mutate target as well, too. I think there's some like infinite combos that you can do in Standard or Historic with this on Arena. I don't know all the details of it, but I, th- I know I saw something with Glimmer Bell, and it was pretty disgusting. Next up, we've got Gust of Wind for 3 and a blue. It's sorcery. This spell costs 2 less to cast if you control a creature with flying, so potentially 2 mana. Return target non-land permanent you don't control to its owner's hand and you get to draw a card. So this is a handy bounce spell effect. Even at 4 mana, you can bounce a pesky mutate creature and you get to draw a card. So, you know, pretty good. I mean, you're slowing your opponent down a turn and you get to draw a card. It's a win-win situation in my book. Next up, we've got Hampering Snare for 1 and a blue instant. Creatures your opponent's control get neg 2, neg 0 until end of turn. You can cycle this for 2. A, I mean... Not the worst thing. I would see this. These kind of cards are useful if you're going to swing all in and your opponent's just blocking with a bunch and don't want to lose your creatures. You can cast something like this to help clear their board and or maybe help take care of a pesky creature that you want to block. You know, so it's situational. It, it, to me the cycling cost is more more appealing than the actual ability of it next up we've got keep safe for one in a blue instant you can counter target spell that targets a permanent you control and draw a card so a counter spell that essentially lets you draw a card but you can only counter a spell that targets a permanent you control uh, i mean not as good as something like essence scatter or convolute it's something i'd probably i don't i don't know how i feel about it it's i, I like the draw card effect cuz you know who doesn't like drawing cards but i don't know maybe a sideboard card i don't know oh yeah I, i'd rather have something else than this uh next up we've got mystic subduel yeah subduel uh one in a blue enchantment aura has Flash, Enchant Creature, Enchanted Creature, gets a neg-2, neg-0, and loses all abilities. Ooh, so you got that pesky Mutate that's been mutated four or five times. Boom, you Enchant this. You Enchant it with Mystic Subduel, and all those abilities it has are gone. The creature is still there, but at least it can't, you know, do all the craziness that Mutate is known to do. So... Not a high pick or anything like that, but definitely a pick worth considering, you know, depending on if your draft pod is seeing a lot of mutate. Next up, we've got Mythos of Aluna for two double blue sorcery. Create a token that's a copy of target permanent if red or green if red and green was spent to cast this spell instead create a token that's a copy of that permanent except the token has when this permanent enters the battlefield if it's a creature it fights up to one target creature you don't control so this is a good way to create a token of something you control as well as trying to remove a pesky creature as well too so what's good about this is you don't have to copy a creature let's say you have a really good enchantment out. Let's say you have Ominous Seas out, right? And you want to create a token or create a copy of it for whatever reason. Or there's another better enchantment or permanent you want to control that's not a creature. That's really good. But anyways, it's most of the time I'm going to want to cast this on a creature. Regardless, even if I don't get the second ability to have it fight another creature, I'm still ahead because now I have a maybe another big creature on the board that I've made a copy of. Next up, we've got Neutralize. For one double blue, it's an instant counter-target spell. So, our cancel effect of the set. And this also has the added benefit of cycling. So, for two generic mana, you can cycle this card. A cycling counter spell. I think this is the first of its kind we've ever seen before in Magic. And this is pretty dang good. It's... um. I I like this. I mean, when I look at other uncommon counter spells we've had in the past, like Dissolve, where you could descry one, or Um Sinister Sinister Sabotage Reek to surveil one, I'd almost want something like this more, due to the fact that if I don't need to counter anything, let's just say I have this in my hand, I've already countered everything they have, or or they played something that's uncounterable. And this is the only card I have in my hand. Well, you know what? I'm going to discard this card and draw another card. Because that'll just help me get through my deck that much quicker. So, it this I really like this counter spot. I know I'm spending a lot of time on it. But just think of the impl- implications of this to where if this is a dead card in hand, you can get rid of it and draw a card. I like that a lot. Especially in... Something like EDH, if you're playing counters in EDH, this, this would be the counter spell I'd definitely want to have. I mean, obviously, there's better counter spells in EDH, but for someone who's new or a budget friendly, you know, this is a really good counter spell. Next up, we've got Of One Mine for two and a blue. It's a sorcery. This spell costs two less to cast if you control a human creature and a non human creature and draw two cards. So, Ooh, so in something like limited, this is not hard to do where you can have a human creature and non-human creature and draw two cards for one mana, essentially. So even for three mana, this is your divination, but divination with a caveat where you can pay one mana for it instead. I kind of like this. If blue is my support color or if I'm playing blue, regardless, I might play this card might definitely play this or what am I talking about? Yeah, I would play it for sure. Um, <laughs> what am I saying? Uh, next up, we've got ominous seas for one and a blue enchantment. Whenever you draw a card, put a 4 shadow counter on Ominous Seas. Remove 8 foreshadow shadow counters from Ominous Seas. Create an 8-8 eight, eight blue Kraken creature token. Has cycling costs of 2. So, with cycling being so prevalent in Limited, and even in Standard, because you're playing an Ominous Seas deck in Standard, they're not the greatest type of decks, but they can definitely steal games from you. Um, e- even something like this unlimited with cycling being so much, this would almost be like a pack one, pick one for me. Because I know how much cycling is in this set I would want to get this and since enchantment removal is so hard to deal with and most of the times in limited I'd play this turn two and just start cycling get that 8-8 kraken token heck I would even create a copy of this with mythos of aluna and if there's multiples of these being passed around or if in my sealed pool heck yes I'm playing this a lot next up we've got phase dolphin for tuna blue elemental whale it's a 1-4 Whenever this attacks, another target attacking creature can't be blocked this turn. Ooh, so that's not too bad. I mean, not the greatest, a 1-4 for 3, right? But let's say you've got that huge, big mutate creature, or you've got that A8 blue kraken creature token from your ominous seas. You go and swing an attack, now that A8 can't be blocked. I like it. Good support card, definitely a mid to late pick. (laughs) More late pick than anything. Next up, we've got Polywog Symbiote. For one and a blue, it's a frog creature. It's a one-three. Each creature spell you cast costs one less to cast if it has Mutate. So your Mutate spells are cheaper. Whenever you cast a creature spell, if it has Mutate, draw a card, then discard a card. I like that a lot, too. Not only does this help you go through your deck, but also your Mutate spells are going to cost cheap, or ca- cost one less. Bleah. it's The cast and cost and cost and cast. It's confusing my tongue here. Um... But anyways, it's something like this. If you're going heavy into mutate in your pool or your draft, this would not be a bad card to consider picking because maybe you want to mutate that really big, you know, three wed, that three colored creature. You, you pulled out mythic pack one, pick one has a mutate, you know, this would be a good, you know, support card for it. Uh, Next up, we've got Pouncing Shore Shark for 4 and a blue. It's a shark beast. It's a 4-3. A 4-3 for 5, not the greatest. But there is benefits to this card, though. It does have a mutate cost of 3 and a blue. The great thing about this, though, is it has flash. Whenever this creature mutates, you may return target creature and opponent controls to its owner's hand. So let's say you don't even have a mutate, you know mutate for this you can pay five mana and flash this in for a blocker or just play it at the end of an opponent's turn um or you can mutate this and you know be able to return a target creature they're controlling maybe they're attacking right um so not not bad not bad at all it's a definitely hasn't jumped the shark yet not until we get to another enchantment here reconnaissance mission is our next card here for two double blue enchantment Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card that has a cycling cost of 2. It's not a bad enchantment. I mean, drawing cards is always good. It's a little bit expensive, though. At 4-man, I'd rather almost be doing something else. I'd rather be playing a creature at that point. But with the cycling cost, it's not bad. If you're doing the cycling deck, I'd definitely pick this up. Um, not, Not a very high pick for me. Next up, we've got... C Dasher Octopus. For one double blue, it's an octopus creature. It's a 2-2 for three. Has a mutate cost of one and a two. Does have flash. Whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. So that is also an added benefit. So you can mutate this for two mana and start drawing cards. And that is really, really, really good. Uh, Almost like a pack one pick one for me if there's nothing, if the removal isn't very good in that pack. Next up, we've got everybody's favorite enchantment of the set, Shark Typhoon. For five and a blue, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create an XX blue shark creature token with flying, where X is that spell's converted mana cost. And you can cycle this for X, one, and a blue. And when you cycle this card, create an XX blue shark creature token with flying. So you pay X and you get a, you know, shark with flying so you can pay three and get a 1-1 flying shark that is uh this card is pretty ridiculous i mean in limited i mean the cycling part is going to be the best part of it because this is pretty expensive and unless you're playing a control heavy non-creature spell deck in limited this isn't going to be very useful but You know, if people can make it work, awesome. In something like Standard or even Commander, this is just pure flavor and pure awesomeness. So, something like Jeskai Control, where you can make a lot of sharks with this. And even in Commander, where... You know, I'd almost want to put something like this in Grand Arbiter because of the amount of non-creature spells I have, so I can just keep creating flying sharks, because I don't really have a win-con anyway in that deck, except Approach of the Second Sun. But, um... Yeah, it's... I mean, the the memory in me would do pack one, pick one for this in draft and try my best to make it work. But the the spike in me would say, no, there's got to be something better than this. Next up, we've got startling development for one in a blue instant until end of turn target creature becomes a blue serpent with base power and toughness 4-4. Four, four, and you can cycle this for one. Until end of turn, target creature becomes a blue serpent with base power and toughness 4-4. I mean, maybe that's a good way to pump your creatures. Or or maybe you want to make a really big creature a lot smaller. I mean, I can't see the big benefits of something like this. I mean, the cycling is really good. That's about all I have to say about it. Next up, we've got Thieving Otter for two and a blue. It's an otter creature. It's a two-two. A two-two for three. Not the greatest. But whenever this deals damage to opponent, you get to draw a card. So that's not bad at all either. You mutate this and you get to draw a card based on it. Cool. I like it. Not a very high pick though. Next up we've got Voracious Great Shark for three double blue. It's a shark creature that's a five-floor, but a five-four, not a five-floor four. With, but it has flash, and when this enters the battlefield, counter target artifact or creature spell. So you know how I was saying essence scatter is really, really, really good, and any kind of limited set, something like voracious great Sh- great shark. Yeah, you know it costs five mana. Granted, but this is essence scatter on a shark. And um, I like this a lot. I like it a lot, a lot, a lot. This would be a pack one, pick one. Hell yes. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. And I love the art of it. Love it. Uh, Next up, we've got Wingfold Terran or Terran? Pateran? I don't know how you say it. A five and a blue dinosaur creature. It's a 3-6. When this this enters the battlefield with your choice of a flying counter or a hexproof counter. Oh, God, that's a really good common, and that's a, um, I mean, six mana, pretty expensive, but, I mean, geez, most of the time I'd want to lean more towards the flying counter on it, but Hexproof isn't bad as well, too, especially if you know your opponent has a lot of removal or spot removal or anything like that, the Hexproof could be useful, but, you know, for a common card, this could be a good mid to late pick, Um, yeah, because flying is always good and then our last blue card of the evening is wingspan mentor for two and a blue it's a human wizard creature it's a one three when this enters the battlefield put a flying counter on target non-human creature you control and then you could pay two and a blue and tap this put a one one counter on each creature you control flying so very similar to that white creature we saw before that um does the sort of the same thing but with vigilance and um So with this kind of, oh God, I'd almost rather have this than the vigilance counter because I like flying counters more and flying is always better. So yeah, if I know I'm going to be, you know, invested in blue, this wouldn't be a bad card I'd want, you know, for one of my non-human creatures. Uh, you know, mid to late pick for sure. Not definitely not early. Um, so there you got it. There those are all the blue cards for Ikoria. We are gonna move on to black, and we will see you then. Thank you all for listening and watching, and hope you all have a great night.